death to the rear, cause the sound that you hear is death to your ear, and we want it made loud and clear that the five MCs are definitely here. We got Melly Bell, cause I rock so well. We got Mr. Nets, because I rock the best. And Raheem, all the ladies dream. A cowboy, I make you jump for joy. And Creole, solid gold. The kid Creole, that's playing the role. I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, without that. And when it cuts the side, you'll see what we mean. His name is not found in the hall of. 
are you i'm daryl mcdaniels dmc well they call me dmc in a place to be you could call me daryl you could call me d you could call me daryl mac you could call me dmc people always ask me what does my name mean d's for never dirty mc for mr clean but sometimes i tell them when certain people ask that dmc means that daryl makes cash DMC, welcome to Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. Yes, glad to be here, glad to be here. I was here for a minute last year, so technically this is my first time because I get to experience it. Well, to welcome you back, I have a gift for you, DMC, a kid and play comic book. Oh, wow. When did this come out? A couple years ago. Oh, wow. Does that make you have a heart attack, a Marvel kid and play comic book? No, it's it's the coolest thing ever. This is really awesome. Wow, see, I did not know that. What can it say about Kid and Play? Comic book. Well, I mean, Kid and Play was large because they did those house party movies. Like, people tend to forget Kid and Play's um, massive cultural um, influence and presence. They did house party. They got everybody dancing. Dudes hot top fade. Like, people forget, you know... It's too much about Run DMC. It's always Run DMC. It's always in Tribe Called Quest. Kid in Play, y'all, is legendary. The Roosevelt Tram. You almost had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, the Roosevelt Tram, because I didn't know it really exists. I was in the back of my mother's car, and we was coming over the 59th Street Bridge for the first time, and I was sitting there, and I just started to hyperventilate. And my father, he always thought I was weird because I was a straight-A student, that wore glasses, who went to Catholic school, and read comic books. So the boy is weird. So I'm starting to hyperventilate, and my mother's trying, speak, what's the matter, what's the matter? And I'm like, <laughs> and my father's like, I told you, the boy is out of his mind. And then I was just like, it does exist, because the only time that, it, the, the only time prior to that scene, it was in a Spider-Man book. And Marvel comic books, what it did for me, it showed me the city that I lived in, but I was a little kid who couldn't leave the block. So through Marvel comic books, I got to learn New York City. 
Marvel comic book, yeah, Kid and Play, awesome. for you. That is a gift for you. It's the coolest gift ever. This is like out of left field, but like I would never in a million years would I expect to get this given to me. This is better than a Grammy. DMC, I was curious about these comic books right here. Some more comic books of the rap persuasion. A casual. Oh, yeah, I know about the PE comic book. I, I've been knew about that. This PE comic book was out, and I wasn't even thinking about doing a comic book. So when I saw this, this was like, this right here was like out of my league. I, I, this is my first time seeing this. This is like totally blowing my mind because I didn't know it existed. But this right here, I knew about this, and this was like, whoa. Because me and Chuck, we always go back and forth about who's greater and who's more legendary. And I know public enemy is no run DMC is public enemy is it. But when I saw this, I really knew I was out of Chuck's league. Because people always ask the question, who's the greatest of all times? Is it LL? Or is it Jay-Z? Or is it Eminem? I want the world to know, and this is coming from the king of everything, the king of rock, there's none higher. You know what none higher means? There's none higher than me. The greatest rapper MC ever is Chuck D of Public Enemy. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Everybody got bars. You got all these battle rappers. You got legends such as myself. You got the greatest of all times, LL Cool J. You got the incomparable Jay-Z. You got the untouchable Eminem. But Chuck D, me, and Rick Rubin, we're still flabbergasted by this. On his first album, he said this rhyme. He said, I'm so versatile, I say it without rhyme, which is why they're after me and they're on my back, looking over my shoulder to see what I write, to hear what I say, and they want to know why. Why they could never compete on this level. Superstar status is my domain. Understand my rhythm, my patterns of lecture, and then you'll know why he's number one. When he said that, me and Rick Rubin was like, your hands down. That's the greatest rap. He, he, it didn't rhyme. He said, I'm so versatile, I say it without rhyme. Which is, and then he said, you can never compete on, when he said that, I was like, this man right here with a comic book, really, this made him untouchable to me. But then that rhyme just sealed the deal. What comic books, DMC, did you sell to get turntables? Oh, um, Submariner, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Defenders, Deathlock. I had a huge collection of comic books and uh, Marvel comic books. And when hip hop came over the came over the bridge from the Bronx, me and my brother, we had a problem. Everybody started getting turntables around us, turntables and mixes. Because everybody wanted to be like the DJs, like Grandmaster Flash, Grand Wizard Theodore, Charlie Chase, and Tony Tone and those cats. But me and my brother, we had a problem. We didn't sell weed, so we had no money. But then my brother was three years older, and we got this great idea. Yo, we're going to do a comic book sale so we could get two turntables and a mixer. And we got two turntables and a mixer. How much are those comic books worth today? I'm kicking myself in the head for selling them. But here's the funny thing about it. They're worth a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Now, fast forward to three years ago, I start my own comic book company because I am going to be the next Stan Lee. So I start this comic book company. My brother, he gets, you know, he, he gets um, a whim of, yo, DMC, your brother got a comic book and he's doing these comic cons. So he calls me over. I come into his house. He's like, yo, when you go to the Comic-Con, could you get this sign? Could you get this sign? And could you get this sign? And then I'm looking at nicely wrapped in the paper to protect it. And this is some big brother stuff. 
I thought we sold comic books to get turntables. Come to find out, he made me sell all my number ones and all my number twos, and he kept his. See, that's mean big brother stuff. But that's what big, big brothers do. But here's the kicker. This is what really made me upset. Back in the day when we did the comic book sale and we got the turntables and the mix it together with our comic books, which I'm finding out the majority of them was mine, this was the rule when he would leave. Yo, when I leave the house, don't you touch my turntables. But that's what little brothers go through with big brothers and sisters. But I have the revenge because I really am a true life superhero. DMC, I was curious. Is this the first hip-hop record ever? King Tim III. This is the first time hip-hop rapper MC guy was on a record. So, yes. Um, King Tim III. Glasses on what year is it? 70? 79. So, Rapper's Delight came out. It's the first. What do you know about King Tim III? Before Rapper's Delight, I remember that. Because when it came out, I didn't know really know nothing about it because I, I still wasn't privy is that the word whatever the word is that when you really ain't knowing about this hip-hop thing but i'll tell you i remember we was in chubb in eric turner's basement and we came over nobody had two turntables in the mixer you had your mother's hi-fi stereo system and i remember chubb put this on and it was the first time that i heard a guy rapping but i cared nothing about it because i was still in the comic books did you ever meet king tim the third no i never met king tim he is a true like unheralded He's a legend. He is a legend. But Rapper's Delight came and just totally made people forget about this. Mel and Moe. Mel and Moe came along after Rapper's Delight and made people forget about Rapper's Delight. Thank you, 77 WABC. Yes, um, um, 77 WABC was a radio station in New York City, and it, it was cool. Um, it used to go, Dan Ingram. But see... I didn't know it was saying Dan Ingram, who was the, 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 the jockey on the station. I just thought it was some horns going, dun, dun, dun. So I just recently found out that it was Dan Ingram, and the horns that I thought was a horn playing a musical note was actually Dan Ingram. But the beautiful thing about 77 WABC was this. They played Sly and the Family Stone. They played James Brown. They played the Jackson 5. They played all of, um, you know, the soul music and stuff like that. I care nothing about the soul music. Why? I'm a kid. I don't want to hear Marvin Gaye and Al Green and James Brown sing about love and all that stuff. But the songs that they played by the folk rock and the classic rock albums, um, artists like um, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, John Fogarty, Crosby, Spills, Young, and Lance, Crosby, Stills, Young, and Nash, um, Jim Croce, Harry Chapin, um, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, John Lennon when he went solo, um, um, all the, um, 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 the Stones. There was something about rock music that was more attracted to me than even my own high heel wearing bell bottom Afro sporting brothers. But it was just something about that station 77 WABC that prepared me. To when I when when it was my turn to get on the mic, for people to bow down when I walk in the room because it inspired me. I don't want to be the king of soul. I don't want to be the king of hip hop. I don't want to be the king of funk. I want to be the king of rock. So 77 WABC inspired me to has the balls and the guts to say I'm the king of rock, and it came true. DMC, what can you say about this record right here? The younger generation pre Grandmaster Flash. 
What the hell? What is this? The younger generation. It is before Grandmaster Flash and the Furious I Five. Know about this now, who's on? Somebody's rapping on this. It is minus Grandmaster. It is essentially the Furious oh, Five. Is, is this the one where Melly Mel is saying some of the rhymes that he said on Super Rapping? The it is. It is pre-Furious Five. Really, I didn't know that. The younger generation. Wow, this is crazy. From 1979 as well. Wow, see, I didn't know about that. I didn't have this one. This is this is like. Can we play it? Gotta hear. King Tim and the younger generation, the unheralded rock and rollers of rap. Crazy. Wow. But nobody, when, when the first five came along, it just quieted all. Because people forget that there was two types of hip-hop even way back then. There was the hip-hop that was older, that was already in the clubs, with um, artists like DJ Hollywood, Eddie Chiba, King Tim the Third. See, King Tim the Third, and even the first guy on Rapper's Delight, they were like the, the disco DJ rapping man. I'm here to have some fun. That was, was an older hip-hop for probably... I would say 19 to 25 year olds. The younger hip hop wasn't being recorded yet. That's what Mel, Bambada, Zulu Nation, Funky 4 Plus 1, with the yes, yes, y'all to the beach, y'all. I wear my sneakers and I'm young and I go to school and I'm, I'm just smoking joints. That was different than the disco DJ rapping man. And because, like, the Curtis Blow was Curtis Blow, he was a rapping man, he was the forefather of it. But then all the young dudes started putting it on record. And that, that's, that's the thing that changed hip-hop. DMC, I was curious. What is the importance right here of these records? The Munsters and oh. the Flintstones the to Monsters you. The Munsters and the Flintstones. I am, well, let me rephrase that. Everybody is a product of pop culture. Every Your DNA, your cellular makeup... Your brain waves, the way you breathe in and out, the, 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 the way you perceive art and the way you read and the way you perceive the news is all because of what you were partaking in, taking and experience as a little kid. So for me, this is who I am. I am the Flintstones. I am the Munsters. I am the Adams Families. I am Audrey Magini. I am Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes. I am those comic books. The Wu-Tang, when they started talking about kung fu movies, I am Bruce Lee. So this is who I am. This is right after school every day. Every day. Day after day, night after night. All I did was watch the Munsters and the Flintstones and the Brady Bunch. And those things, those, the vision, the concepts, the ideas, the storylines, the shock values, the comedy, the entertainment, all of that makes me who I am today. You are DMC, and I was curious, the Munsters, the Flintstones equal DMC. See, DMC with a doll. And that, now this is inconceivable. If you listen to Run DMC's, um, I think it's the Raising Hell album, or is it the Tougher Than Leather album? We saw one of our rock songs, Unconceivable. So for 50 years, we've been saying the word wrong. Again, about seven years ago, somebody said, oh, DMC, the word isn't unconceivable. It's inconceivable. This is inconceivable, not unconceivable. That's the wrong way to say it. This is inconceivable, to have a doll. It was inconceivable for me to even be played on Mr. Magic. 
and Red Alert and Chuck Chillout and Awesome 2 and all those shows. But this is like a whole nother level. Look at this. Amazing doll, isn't it? This is, this is like, yeah, no, it's really cool. Look at that. I love the puffiness of it. Yes, yeah, it, like Sean Puffy Combs? No, it's, it's, oh, it's very puffy. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's very puffy, but not puffy, the guy that y'all all know is Diddy. No, not that. It's very puffy. It got fluff. I was oh, also, this is really cool, man. I was also curious, DMC, about this movie, Crush Groove, and the Force oh. MDs. This is some music from Crush oh, Groove. Yeah, yeah, they were in it. The Force MDs were in Crush Groove. Yeah, for, oh, for sure. And they were in it. What can you say about the Force MDs? The, I never liked the Force MDs. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're incredible R&B singers. Y'all had number one hits and all of that. But I was so disappointed they changed from the Force MCs to the Force MDs. What people don't know is the Force MCs, who later became the Force MDs, are probably top five greatest rap groups of all times. But when they started making records, they changed to this MD thing. So imagine this little kid who's been following them since 12 years old. What the hell is going on? Why are they singing R&B records and making love records? Because the Stevie D and Mercury and Dr. Rock, we're the four MCs from Staten Island. And on the ferry boat, we came sailing. We went back and forth and forth and back to get the other MCs on off our track and on the microphone. You know, this is where we belong. Ha, ha. Ha ha, well, I'm the S T E, the V I E, yo, killer. I'm the M E R to C, you all what? Killer. We are, uh, 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 called all, all the. They did it with the voice. I thought it was a fader, but it was actually them taking a voice going, we, we are, 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 are called, called the four or awesome C's. We're F T E E J he D E E E J's and we E E M C. Yo, crazy. For some D's, no. For some C's, yes. They were in Crush Group. I was curious. They deserved it. They had the best R&B song at the time. I was curious also. And that's what made them dope MCs. They could really sing. What about Lior Cohen? Because he was in Crush Crew as well. Lior Cohen, yeah, Lior was my road manager. Me and Lior used to share rooms. What was Lior like sharing rooms with and being in Crush Crew? He was exactly like he is today. Period. Exactly, yes. Same dude today. Hey, what are you doing? Let me say, let's do this. Oh, I have an idea. No, we're going to do this. We're going to do it ourselves and we're going to take over everything. It's time to rock. Same guy as he is today. Do you have him on speed dial still? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And you are DM? DMC and the place to be. The place to be is with DMC, the greatest MC in history, and there will never, I repeat, never be an MC better than me. And I was curious, I'm very curious, what can you say about Glenn E. Friedman and oh, this picture Glenn right Friedman. here? This is a legendary picture, and Glenn's a, le a legendary photographer. Glenn is like the Annie Leibovitz. Is that the lady that takes all the pictures? Yeah, he said, yeah, everybody in the hill. Yeah, that's a... Um, I got a good memory. Um, Glenn is like the Annie Leibovitz yes. of hip-hop. And he took a lot of punk photos, but he, he... a lot of punk. He took a lot of Beastie Boy pictures. He took a lot of Run DMC pictures. Took a lot of Eric B. and Rakim pictures, Slick Rick pictures. But here's what people don't know. When hip-hop was coming up in New York in the late 70s and early 80s, if you would have went to New York City, Soho, the village... All the clubs that was down, the dance interior of the world. Um, um, if you would have walked into any club 
in the late 70s and early 80s, you would see, oh, shoot, there goes the Ramones over there. Oh, shoot, there goes Run DMC, and oh, shoot, there goes Madonna. Over. Oh, shoot, there goes Africa Bamba. Oh, shoot, there goes Fab Five Freddy. We were all in this together. Punk and hip-hop came about as the, up at the same time, but punk was killing it. And punk actually kicked open the door for the rebellious, um, innovative, creative, political, socially consciousness of hip hop. People don't remember. Here's, here's proof. Who really had the dopest first rap record? Blondie did a rap song talking about a guy named Grandmaster Flash, and everybody in the world was, who is this guy Flash? Remember, Blondie did a rap song. Remember? So did King Tim. Yes, King Tim did too, but we got to give it to Blondie. See, women are always persistent in hip-hop. Think about that. King Tim was doing it first. Blondie did it before a lot of you dudes. I was she did it. Fat, fat, Freddie, tell me everybody, fly. DJ, everybody was like, what the hell is a Grandmaster Flash? What is she talking about? The reason why she, she was seeing it before the world saw it. So we, we opened for Lou Reed. You would come in and say, oh, shoot, Lou Reed is over there. We opened for Lou Reed and got booed. But we kept going because we didn't. We said, "What are we gonna do? Just keep going, do what we know." We rocked the show, and then after after we after we did our show with Lou Reed in New York City, before he started playing, he took the stage. He said, "I want to address some of you people that was booing up my friends running DMC." He said, "If you booing them, you booing me because I was the same person." beating on pots and pans, taking every sound that was being created, trying to find out my identity. And the guys that was born in the audience was like, they just got cussed out by their dad, telling them, you boo them, you're booing me. That particular photo, Hollis, fat. Right on a corner, around the corner from where I live, at this place called The Buildings. Fat Cat. Huh? No, fat Cat. Fat Cat was on the other side of town. Fat Cat was on the south side of town. Hollis was a little neighborhood probably from 197th to 205th Street. We didn't have like a whole, we didn't have projects. It was just us. You know what I'm saying? Hollis was, Hollis, the little bit of that of us that was in Hollis was like South Side and do a die bed stop put together. We was a little town in the suburbs that had a reputation like the like like an army. Like the um Germany, France, Japan. Um, South Korea, they were afraid of us because we was from Hollis. But we was a little cool neighborhood, and that's right around the corner. What I wanted to say was, started in the alley. Now we're chilling in Cali from Adidas. This is across the street from the building that had the alleyway where we used to hang out. An amazing pick by Glenn oh, E. Friedman. Friedman. And look at look at those bo- bubble goose down jackets. Look at Jay's Godfather. Um, I forgot what they call it. Not not that's not a um. That's not a quarter right quote. He looks good. But he looks really good. This style right here is um, immaculate and eternal. I was also curious, DMC, about the lead. I wonder what your house is. You have a lot of cool stuff. Well, you are the king of rock. You know, you got a lot. Of- the Whoa. women in hip hop. What can you see about Sequence. the women in hip hop? Sequence. And Shaw Rock. Is a rapper. And Shaw Rock. Yes, Shaw Rock. She taught me how to do the echo thing. You know, if you listen to a Run DMC record, when I go, my name is DMC, see, all time, great, great. When I was little, I was sitting in, somebody had a cassette tape of the Funky 4 Plus 1, and they would always use the echo chamber. And I thought it was the dopest thing ever, but then when I heard her go, she had a rhyme where she said, to all of you, my name is Shah. I'm not a millionaire, I don't have a car. 
But when you put the echo with it, to all of you, my name is Sha Sha. I'm not a millionaire. I don't have a car. That made me say, that's what I want to do. Sha Rock. And the funky four plus one. Funky four plus one. Little Rodney C. and K.K. Rockwell, when the funky four plus one broke up, they became double trouble. And people don't know, everybody was saying me and Rum was trying to bite double trouble when double trouble first came out. But I was here, if you, if you don't know the movie Wild Style, if you never seen Wild Style, you ain't down with hip hop. I was actually gonna ask you, winding up here, oh, about yeah. Wild Style. It goes right into this. Lisa Lee. Biggie's movie, Pac's movie, NWA's movie, my movie, Beach Street, um, 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 what was the movie? Graffiti Rock? Graffiti Rock, that was a TV show that never got picked up. There's no better hip-hop movie than Wild Style. Why? Double Trouble, Fantastic Five, Cold Crush 4 MCs, Fab Five Freddy, and what's his name? My man Busy B stole a show. This is a hip-hop movie. Everything else is Hollywood hip-hop movies. This right here is a hip-hop movie. With Double Trouble stealing the show at the night of the big throwdown. Everybody was good, but Double Trouble took the stage with the dopest routine ever. So people always ask me, Run DMC? Nope. Fife in Tip? Nope. Um, Paris in Eric Sermon? Nope. Um, who else is out there? Vinny and Tretch? Nope. Um, 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 Pasta Noose and Truga? Nope. The dopest duel ever. From, from hip-hop, I'm not talking about entertainment, record sales, success, record deal. The dopest representation is in this movie. If you, if you want to know, want to know the real deal about the two, let us tell, let us tell. We're Double Trouble Girl, and we're doing it just for you now. People, clap your hands, clap while you're rocking to the beat. Other two, we got the master plan. So, so young ladies, if you're ready, or fly guys, if you want to get down. Yo, y'all got to see the, the wild style. Yeah, gun. Everybody's starting when Rapper's Delight came out. In my car, when I ride around a town, I listen to hip hop before Rapper's, Rapper's Delight was even made. And it's not in the past, it's the future, because we were so far ahead of all of y'all. We're so far ahead of DMC and Run. They haven't done what these guys have done. Nobody. Oh, yeah, Wild Style, Double Trouble, Cold Crush 4. Now, Double Trouble had some guns on stage in Wild they Style. But I was curious, what do you think about guns and dames like Luke? Oh, good. Now, Luke, I just saw Luke in Miami at the, what's the restaurant that we go to with the seafood? Yeah, Joe's Crab Shack. This is a little plug for Joe's Crab Shack in Miami, Florida. Some of the best seafood you ever get. And you are DMC from Run? I'm DMC from Run DMC. But Luke and them was legendary because what was necessary about them, a lot of people give a lot of flack to what's going on in hip-hop nowadays, right? And the only problem with hip-hop nowadays is it's monotonous. Everybody's doing the same thing. In my generation, when we were young, don't think I changed the world when I was 50, all you young people. Don't change, think I changed the world when I was 40, all you young people. Don't think that I changed the world when I was 30. Don't think the world, I changed the world when I was 20. I was 18 years old, not just making records and videos and touring. I was changing the world. But that being said, we came from a generation where, of course, there can be sex and profanity rap, but only one entity is allowed to do it. 
If you do what they do, you're a biter, you're a copycat, and you're not authentic. So these guys held that mantle. Um, 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 an amazing cover, too. Amazing, No, they had amazing covers, amazing parties, and their shows were amazing, but they held that mantle, just like NWA was necessary. We just didn't need 50 NWAs running around. You know what I'm saying? Run DMC. Nobody could touch the guitars because we own that rock, rock rap. Rock, rock rap thing. It's a tongue twister. We own the rock rap thing. So everybody had a lane, which was their responsibility to represent. They represented it very well with the records and the shows and the curls and the, the girls and the money and the whole nine. Yeah, big shout out to Two Live Crew Luke. Uncle Luke. Don't forget the uncle. What can you say, DMC, about John Michel Baski A? All I know about him is this. I was watching a documentary, and the night he died... He was going to go to? He was going to see Run DMC. It's Webster Hall now. But the night he, this incredible artist died, he had a Run DMC ticket in his pocket because he was going to the Ritz to see Run DMC perform for the live MTV show that is on YouTube in its entirety right now. When I found that out, I just said, yo, I'm just done. To have that, he was on the way to see us. That's huge. You never encountered him? He did beats. He probably was in every show. Every time we did a show in New York, it was like, yo, the Ramones were here. Every time we went to L.A., they was like, um, 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 what's the guy from Corn? Um, da- um, um, Jonathan Davis? Jonathan Davis, yes, in an Adidas suit. Yeah, he was here again. All of that. All of that. But he probably was at every show. Like I said, we ran in the same circles. I drank a lot of 40s back then and sniffed a lot of coke and did a lot of drugs back then. So I guarantee you I met him but don't remember. But he had a Run DMC King of Rock show. It's on YouTube where LL is in the free. If you look at that video where he wanted to go that night in the audience, because we didn't even know him that good, you see a light blue Kangol and a light blue, um, what's the alligator shirt? Yeah, LL had one of those on. Probably had on light blue Pumas and stuff. You see LL can go light blue in the front row taking notes. So we was influencing a lot of people, but we were influencing each other. But that is large for Basquiat and Keith Haring. We actually worked with Keith Haring. I don't think if he didn't pass away, we would have definitely worked with him. We didn't work with him. He'd have did the album cover and he would have produced some beats. My next record, I'm doing a record dedicated to Basquiat called The Ritz. Lastly, DMC, L.A., 1986, the Long Beach Arena riot. Were there really people with fishnets catching the crowd with fishnets and beating them up? Well, I I, I wasn't a witness to the carnage because we was in the dressing room when it started going down. Me and Jay started breaking up chairs. You know, because we break up the chairs, and me and Jay were standing in the door by the door security. They're going to get in this door, but three of them going to catch it real bad. All I know was total pandemonium. The Beasties, it was Run DMC, Raising Hell Tour. Beasties would open. Houdini would go on. LL would go on, and we would close. BC show was cool. They finished the set. Houdini got on. I think they didn't even get through one record when all hell broke out. But here's the funny thing. Let's back up before that. When we got into town to the venue that day, I remember we was going in the backstage area, and the dude came, this scene out of a movie, a dude came riding on the bike, right? And he saw that it was Run DMC. And he said, yo, it's going to go down tonight. 
And we was like, yeah, you know, we thought he was talking about the show. We had no idea he was talking about that. Because the problem is this. It wasn't the music that influenced any of that violence or any of those negative attitudes. What it was is, for example, your high school is playing my high school in the championship football game this weekend. So we're going to settle our, uh, our beef on the field. But if your high school people see my high school people in the mall, what's going to happen? So that's what happened. The gangs, the rival gangs, along with, this is what the media overlooked. Of course the rival gangs is going to come. Of course the drug dealers is going to come and the gangbangers is going to come to see Run DMC. But also the college kids and the high school kids and the break dancers and the nerds and the geeks, the priests, the pimps, the prostitutes, the police chief, the guidance counselor, Mr. Softy, ice cream truck driver, and the list goes on and on. Run DMC's doing a concert. Everybody's coming. So it's not about, and the thing, rest in peace, Jam Master Jay, the beautiful thing that Jay said everyone on ABC News, NBC, everybody wanted to know, does rap music incite violence and this and that. Jay said, yo, we ain't even going to address that. Go buy LL's album, Houdini's album, BC's album, and um, Run DMC's album, and listen to it and see if there's anything in there. And it was like, oh, shoot, okay, we got to change the conversation. And it died in three days. But it was a legendary moment in the history of it. Well, thank you very much, DMC. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yes. Go buy my book. I have a book called 10 Ways Not to Commit Suicide. Oh, that's a heavy name. Yes, because I've been through some heavy stuff. And the reason why I wrote the book is because of this. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not better than you, smarter than you, or even more talented than you. I want to represent you and everything that you and me and everybody else go through. I am living proof. Still here breathing. I didn't OD. I didn't jump off the building like I wanted to. That whatever it is that you're fighting, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, whatever it is, I'm living proof that you can beat and defeat whatever mental health issue that you're suffering with. Have comic books. On a lighter note, more fun. I started a comic book company. The name of my company is Drumroll. I couldn't be Marvel. That was taken. Don't be a Biden and a copycat. I couldn't be DC. That was taken. Don't, um, don't be a Biden and a copycat. So Riggs Morales, who, by the way, is Eminem's right-hand man from Shady Records, he works for me now, and we work together, and we put out comic books. He said, if you could name your comic book company, what would you name it? I said, the initials of my name are DMC, but it could stand for anything cool and positive and creative. So I was like, okay, I'm Daryl. If I'm going to make a comic book, my company's going to be called Daryl Makes Comics. So I have a graphic novel out. I have a book out, 10 Ways Not to Commit Suicide. And on a musical note, Go to your local record store, walk in and say, I want DMC's Back from the Dead. I put out a vinyl EP that is a preview of the new album that's about to drop this new year. The four songs on it is Back from the Dead, the title song with me and my band. Then I have a song called High and Low with I Do a Duet with Rome from Sublime. And then I have another song called um, um, Flames, which is produced by John Moyer from the rock band Disturbed, and I do a duet with Miles Kennedy. And then the fourth song in it, check this out, is me and... Kid and Play. No, it's me and this dude. My idol, me and Chuck D, a public enemy, backed by a rock band out of Montreal, Canada, called Slaves on Dope. Go to your local record store, pick up Back from the Dead. 
because I was bitten by a vampire and I couldn't be turned. I was bitten by a zombie in The Walking Dead and I punched my fist through the back of his skull and said, don't you never do that again. All the other zombies saw what happened. They turned around and walked away. Well, thank you very much, GMC. Thank you. Why? honor and present to be here with you, man. I really appreciate that. Why should people care about DMC? Why should people care? They don't need to care about me. They need to care about the little orphans, and they need to care about the foster kids and the adopted kids and the homeless kids. That's who y'all should care about. Don't care about me. Don't care about none of this Hollywood stuff. Don't care about none of this Instagram bullshit and all this social media. What you need to care about is the kids because the kids are the future. The kids are more precious in your diamonds, in your oil, in your rubies, in your gold. We need to put all of our resources into giving every little kid born into, into this world, regardless of their situation, the opportunity to just become like you and me. Well, thank you very much, DMC. Keep on rocking in the free world and do, do, loot, do. Neil Young. Yes. In the free, uh, yo, Neil, we need to do a, du a duet on my new record. I'm coming to see you, Neil. I need Neil Young on my album. And do, do, loot, do. Do? Do. 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 Yeah! <laughs> Cause you're listening to the sound of the show Jadid. I'm the K-I-N-G, the G I M, King Tim the third, and I am him, just me, fat back, and the crew, we're doing it all just for you. We're strong as an ox and tall as a tree. We can rock it so viciously. We throw the hives in your eyes, the bass in your face. We're the funk machines that rock the human race. Skate, sound, boogie shot. Come on, girl, let's do the rock. Slam, dunk, do the jerk. Let me see your body work.
So I said it was me, yo little old cuz. I said to open the door, it let me in. I ride you so good, you want it again. I ride you so good, you heard bells ring, they went a ring, ding, dang, a ding, a ding, ding, ring, ding, dang, a ding, a ding, ding to the beat. Once you reach the top, you won't be alone. You got King Jim on the microphone. Just grab your partner, you start to swing, cause I'm well known just like Burger King. I don't sell burgers, whole french fries. I'm only here to make your nature right. Just grab your partners around and round, just grab a by the butt and book it down. Just open up a jacket and open a bra and dance just like at the Mardi Gras. I'm the man of action, the main attraction. The girls call me the satisfaction. I'm the Romeo, the Casanova. Here tonight, I'm going to get over to the beat. Everybody. And you're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Denardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there King Tim III with Personality Jock from 1979. And before that, an interview with DMC of Run DMC. And before that, the younger generation. We rap more mellow from 1979. DMC mentioned the movie Wild Style. It is incredible. So I thought I would play a track from Wild Style. The Wild Style theme. Here we go on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And actually, I look closely, and this record was given to Beat Street Records by DJ Flipout. Hello, Flipout. Props to you, Flip Out. And I bought this from Beat Street Records. And looking closely for Wildstyle, it actually is the song Down By Law that I'm going to play. And you will hear Fab Five Freddy rapping. Here we go. Wildstyle on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there a double shot. Yes, I did an incorrect double shot. I played the wild style theme followed up by hectic style from a wild style LP with no wrapping provided by... Fab Five Freddy. Sorry, no Fab Five Freddy. But that was the Wild Style LP, as inspired by DMC of Run DMC. And we right now have some people in the studio. Who are you right now? Uh, I'm Isaac. And I'm Isia. Who are you? Uh, we're UBC students who uh, just started getting involved in the radio station this year. and We got a show. Yeah. When yeah. is your show? It is at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's and, called Word on the Street. And you've come in to the Nardwar show for some inspiration, and yeah. I've made all these mistakes. You are totally inspired, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I've been playing a few <laughs> records, and you have brought in some specialty items for me. Thank yeah. you. Could you explain? Well, first off, what are we going to hear right now? It's a cool record that you have brought into Nardwar show to give me. To give me, right? Yes. Yeah, to give course. me. present. <laughs> Could you explain your quest for records? This particular record is Calgary by Jackie Pappas. And on it is written CBC Yukon 1986. Yeah. Could you explain a bit about this record? 
Yeah, for sure. So when we talked to you before a few weeks ago. A bit closer to the mic, yeah. Yeah, sure. We talked to you before a few weeks ago. We went to Red Cat Records, and then we were thinking we should get something personal because, you know, you always do that for the artists that you <laughs> In interview. Media. So we thought we should do the same. And then we found Greatest Hits by The Cramps because the human serviette, human fly, that's where your name comes from. <laughs> and then we thought, oh, we should find something more obscure, something Canadian if we can. And I was just shuffling through a bunch of random records and then I saw Calgary and it said uh, CBC Yukon so I said why not yeah we just picked it up and you listened to it too yeah I listened to it at home on my record player and now you are going to share it with, with me Nardward, yeah. thank you so much I'm getting a gift thank you yeah. and not only am I getting the gift Vancouver is getting a gift <laughs> Vancouver will be hearing Jackie Pappas doing Calgary Doing, mm -hmm. Why did we pick Calgary? There also was a song, Heartache, too, right? But we picked Calgary. Just yeah. So we can be extra Canadian. Gotta represent Canada as much as we can. <laughs> and you did give me the LP, uh, sorry, the 45, but it comes mm -hmm. with a picture disc, which yeah. you didn't find, right? Or did you find? No, we no, didn't No, it was find just like that. in a, like, I think there were like used records and it was like yeah. in a big bin of just like 99 cent singles and stuff. So. The right price. Yeah. The right <laughs> yeah, price. It is the right it, price. Exactly. So it's out there somewhere the Jackie Pappas picture sleeve is out there to be reunited sometimes with me. Sometime with me. And what else? Oh, there was another record too that you brought. Oh yeah. We also got a Willie Nelson record because, well, I That's saw so it and we were thinking of uh, Snoop, Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog, right? Yeah. Because they're such good friends. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is Willie Nelson, uh, Why Do I Have to Choose? I haven't listened to this one, though. Snoop Doggy Dog, Willie Nelson, yeah. and the Cramps. And what particular Cramps record is that? Because uh, that is amazing. That is an actual... You yeah. act Did you spend some money on yeah. that? Well, yeah, we didn't get it for free. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about like, that. No, no, don't he say actually, that. He uh, actually gave us a little bit of a... Like, he gave us he the gave other us stuff for free. He gave us these for free. He was like... Yeah. But... Yeah, we Gift. got Greatest Hits because Human Fly is on there. Yeah. Thank you so much. An, an amazing shot of Lux in action yeah. on the back cover here of Human Fly. This is the Greatest Hits with Brian Gregory and Nick Knox, Lux Interior on Poison Ivy. Yes, I love I do not have this LP. Thank you so okay. much for getting okay. it. It of is course. a class. And number two, numbered for us collector scum. Yeah, for the collector yeah. scum. Are you guys into the numbering? What are you listening to right now? Are just winding up here. People can tune into your show when uh, uh, Tuesdays at five. What five are they going to gonna hear? What are they going to hear when they tune into your They're show? They're going to listen to us talk about music and music topics uh, related to Vancouver and just the stuff we like and what we think about. What yeah. have you done in past? Um, last week we talked about like trends in music mm -hmm. and like. A topic that always comes up is like separating the art from the artist and stuff like that. And we'll also just talk about like new and local people and people who are playing shows and will like play their songs and just like give promo to people yeah. around the city. Especially local artists. And if we can find UBC students, there are artists. And you did some interviews too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've uh, done quite a few interviews now. Yeah. We just did Lou Phelps. And recently we interviewed Thompson Egbo Egbo, who's yeah. like a, a jazz pianist? Yeah, uh, a classical pianist? Yeah, yeah, jazz guy from Toronto. So yeah. no boundaries. No, no boundaries. boundaries. Any genre we're open to, if anyone wants to talk to us, please come. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike <Yeah>. me, <laughs> there are boundaries. And actually, I like the cramps more than I liked 
Bjork from the Sugar Cubes. <laughs> if you went way back in CATR's annuals, you would um, see me doing an announcement or hear me doing an announcement like, screw the cramps. Oh, sorry. Screw the cramps. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, it's really painful for me to say this, but yes, I said, fuck Iceland. Go and see the cramps. <laughs> and then fuck Iceland mean, screw Bjork, but I love the cramps. Yeah, I still yeah. love the cramps. Like I dissed Bjork way back when, and I was kind of stupid. But I still love the cramps. I still love the cramps. So thank you so much for coming no in and yeah. bringing this yeah. 265 out of 1500. That is like a true collector scum record. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So right now we're gonna hear some Jackie Pappas. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is hand curated from you guys. Yeah, brought out to CITR Radio. Oh, and the Nardwar, the, thank you so much for the yeah, gifts, the vinyl. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us. And do do loot do. Do do.
of the crowd.